Blog Talk Radio. We've come along. Hello, hello, hello. This is Janice R. White. Through the hard times and the good, I have to celebrate you, baby. I have to praise you like I should. You're so Hello, hello. This is Janice R. White, and tonight we have Reflections and Rhythms, and we're featuring Lilith Dorsey from Brooklyn, New York. So good evening, Lilith. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Janice? I'm having a day, but I'm very excited to have you with me today. Thank you. I'm excited to be yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, how did you like that song? Because I was thinking it was something else, but I actually like it. it it's, uh, I love it. It's one of my favorite. Like, I've heard other versions, but I, that's amazing. 
I really, really like it. Oh, good. Because I'm like, ooh, I like this even better. So uh, it's uh, Take Your Praise from Nana Camille Yarborough, also out of New York. So I was still thinking about you when I picked it. So. Hey, that's good. Yeah, right? Girlfriend represents. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, well, it's beautiful. Give, I think it's very appropriate. I think it was very appropriate, too. Uh, like I said, I thought it was something different because it wouldn't play for me when I first picked it out. But actually, I think it was very fitting to play it uh, as your opener. Yeah. Yeah. Important. important. Oh, yes. Set the tone. Oh, yes. Definitely sets the tone. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have Lilith Dorsey, M.A. I want to tell a little bit about her before uh, she comes on Philly on the uh, microphone or the phone, more like it. Uh, I know you from Oshun, and we're going to be talking about that, too, today. But Yay. you, <laughs> Yay. <laughs> And when's it coming back? That's that's one of the questions. So, but you hail from many magical traditions, including Celtic, Afro-Caribbean, and Native American spirituality. Your traditional education focused on plant science, anthropology, and film studies at the University of Rhode Island, New York University, and the University of London. And your magic. Magical, sorry, training includes numerous initiations in Santeria, which is also known as Nakumi. I hope I said that right. Haitian Vudan <laughs> and New Orleans Vudan. And you are a voodoo priestess, and you've been doing that successfully since 1991. So, wow, a long time. Uh, you the editor yeah. and publisher of Oshun, which uh, I have a couple questions about that because that's how I know you. Uh, you're a filmmaker of the experimental documentary Bodies of Water, a voodoo uh, transformation, uh, identity and transformation, the offer of voodoo and Afro-Caribbean paganism, and the wonderful, because I've been doing some recipes off of it, the African-American Ritual Cookbook. I'm a choreographer for the jazz legend, Dr. John's Night Tripper, which is a voodoo show. She believes, or you believe, that good ritual should be found and innovative. And to that end, she led the first ever voodoo zombie silent wave ritual in 2013 complete with a confused thriller flash mob. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have Miss Lilith Dorsey. Hi. Wow, that sounds like a lot. There's a lot there. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Try saying that all at one time. I know. Yeah. That was great. Yes. I feel thankful to be talking to you again, actually. No, it's great. It's great to be on. This is fantastic. I just think there's so many misconceptions about voodoo 
you know, so I think part of what I did in all the different areas of my work is just trying to get the truth out there about, you know, what was really happening and what people were really practicing and what was possible and what was myth and hype and all the rest of it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because there is some perceptions. Um, I even had it when I was um, thinking about bringing you on the first time that people were like, ooh, you know, I don't know if I'd like that. It's really, really dark, and I'm like, oh, no. Uh, but, you know, some of the people I know see it as something that's really uh, dark magic or blood magic or death magic, and I don't see it at all that way. And um, because I had my hand in it myself uh, when Papa Max Bovira was alive and was living in mm-hmm. Washington D.C. Uh, because he was a really yeah, he beautiful. Yeah, there, right? That's what I heard. He did, yeah, he did. He had a house here, and I, I think it's still operational, but it could be some other family living in it at this point. But he was the kindest man, and. Um, very loving, very gentle, very sweet, and uh, definitely wants um, people to learn about his particular way of life, which is where I see Udon. I see it as uh, a way of a way of life, as opposed to just a magical system. It is because it's really incorporated through everything that you do during your day, as well as your whole worldview. And things like that, you know. And I didn't know you knew him. That's wonderful. I never got the chance to meet him. But I think part of the beauty of his legacy is that he had such an intellectual side about him, whereas, you know, so much of what gets said about the tradition is like it's, you know, whatever, dumb, backwoods, whatever, you know. And he came to it after going to, didn't he go to the Sorbonne or something? Like he was an engineer and a scientist and, you know, scientists that really. Oh yeah. 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 It really yeah. Definitely a certain different a scientist, an engineer, all that. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Yes. And I I knew him since about maybe ninety five. Um, even though I'm sure that he had been living in D.C. for a good twenty, twenty two to maybe twenty five years. And I've known him since 95 to the time that he passed away last year. So I, I, knew, I knew him for a long time as well. Wow. So, Beautiful. and, oh, I always thought that you, did, that you knew him or that you had met him. So, yeah. No, I was up further north. You said you were going to ask me about the newsletter. I spent uh, 10 years in New England, and that's where oh, yeah. I met my first Haitian mambo um, there in Rhode Island. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, an amazing woman, Bonnie Devlin. She uh, is a drummer. That's how most people know her because she drums all the time. She's a master drummer. She's got a couple of CDs, iTunes, that kind of thing. But she's an amazing woman. Oh, very cool. Because my first question, and you kind of beat me to it, uh, well, actually, it's 
part of the eight questions. I, I came up with four more since uh, oh, yay. <laughs> I uh, Facebook you. So, uh, But the very first one is why voodoo? Okay. Well, I mean, I think I had always had a very, and somebody just yelled at me for saying that, you know, I, I think it fits into paganism. And I think it fits into paganism, not as a bad, evil term like pagans in the Bible, like heathens, or, or which is also not a, a negative term for a lot of people that, you know, the term for their religion. But as something, when I use the word pagan, I use that definition meaning earth-centered religion. So that's what I'm basing it on. I'm not, you know, going on that I'm saying that it's a bad thing or, again, backward or, or it's something that's, you know, done by primitive people. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about something that's an earth-centered tradition where things such as you can talk about going to the sacred river or you can talk about going to the sacred waterfall and that those are things that have their own, we say, ashe about it, so their own sacred energy and blessings about them. And there's a certain different kind of blessing you can get from being in that place and sharing your, you know, spirit with that energy. So that's where I'm going with paganism. But so for me, it was voodoo because I, I knew there was alternative ways of things. I, I grew up in a very strict, I mean, I went to Lutheran school for 13 years. I think the first thing I had to prove to my teachers I could read was the Bible, you know, but they stuck it in my hand all the time. So I was like, I have to read this thing. I think I was four <laughs> years old. I was like, okay, I can read this. Now can I have the rest of the book, you know? So there was definitely that kind of traditional upbringing. So I know all of that, which is funny because a lot of times I get attacked by Christians who want to shove that stuff at me. And I'm like, I know that. I did that for, I think, what, 12 or 13 years. So that was a really long time. So, But I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do. I was just, you know, learning a different system of things. And I always had my own sort of different connection to, like I just mentioned, the ashe of the universe. And as I got older, you know, when I had my first daughter, I... You know, I didn't want to tell her that all things that were African-American were bad, you know. At that time, you know, she's 25 now, but at that time, you know, drumming was bad. You know, you would go to an event and, and people would be like, oh, those evil drums, you know. <laughs> I know, and they're, they're conjuring up things because they're drumming. It's drum magic. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was, and you know, and people would say African dance was bad, and I knew that those things weren't bad. So there, there had to be elements of the religion that also weren't bad or evil or full of demons, like I had been told. So I just sort of went searching as an exploration of my own spirituality and and that of my daughter's. I wanted to have something, and I was also in school at the same time, and I had this idiot teacher. I don't remember what his name was, but he was the head of the department, and he kept telling me there was no such thing as divination in this country or spirituality, alternative spirituality, you know, like magic, basically, you know, for lack of a better term, and I was like, dude, you're full of crap. Like, I'm going to prove this to you. I know that that is not true. And right around the same time, I met my priestess in New Orleans, priestess Miriam. And, you know, again, like I said, oh, it yeah. must have been about 23 years ago. So, um, you know, I started working with her then. I, over the years, like you mentioned, made a movie about her and my experiences in voodoo. So, and I just, uh, I just came back from doing a benefit down there. So, <laughs> I love, uh, years love, yeah. love. Priestess Miriam. In fact, she calls me Cinderella, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, and then we'll go back to the questions. Uh, it was the last time I was in New Orleans, and um, 
I was bored, and I had went to see her because we didn't know each other at the time. Um, I went to see her, and she showed me all about the uh, museum. And I have donated, by the way, uh, and I'm very happy that they found a new location. But I was bored, and, and yes, you can be bored in New Orleans. You can. Um, but it usually comes when you're out of money. Uh, hit, hit, nudge, nudge. And I went to her museum, and she gave me a, a bone reading, and it was very interesting. And she's like, well, I'm going to have a party in a couple hours, uh, we're going to have um, crawfish and and crab legs and all these different nice. things, and, 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 you know, come by and bring a date. Well, you know, I'm traveling at New Orleans, and I didn't have a date, but I went by anyway. Wow. And we did. We ate uh, crawfish and crab legs and, and all sorts of things, and we drank and drank and drank. In fact, we drank so much that I called a cab, and I was, you know, halfway at the wind, and my shoe had fell out of the cab. <laughs> one shoe, one shoe, by the way, not both of them, one shoe, and um, and I didn't really notice this until I woke up the next day with a hangover and like, where's my shoes? And you know. <laughs> Sure enough, I had one shoe in the hotel room, and I'm like, where's the other shoe at? And I kept calling all these places uh, that I was at that I remembered, and she was the last one, and she goes, Cinderella, your shoe is here, and she's been calling me that ever since. That's great. That is great, because I'm like, oh, no. Uh, So it pays for you not to get so drunk that you leave one shoe behind. No, but it's a great story now. You're Cinderella. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And like I said, she, she still calls me uh, that. So I feel that's a, a great thing. Oh, I think we have somebody. Oh, yeah, we have somebody online that may have a question. Are you up for some questions? Sure. Sure. Okay, hold on. Hello, caller. Hello? 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 Hi. Ah. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Good. I'm Janice R. White, and we have um, Lilith Dorsey here. Do you have some questions, comments? Hi. Yeah. I have a question, and my question is very strange kind of a kind of a question, you know. I think if you guys can help me. Um, the thing is, I'm facing some very strange uh, symptoms in the night. I think it's been going on for a while. What happened in the night time, I feel someone is draining my energy. I feel my energy is being drained in the night, and I feel it all the body sensation from my legs up, from my genital, and from my body up, my neck, and, and up. And I feel the sensation, vibration that something is moving out clearly. I feel the energy that's out of the body. And I, and when I get up in the morning, I feel very exhausted, drained, and hardly have any energy to work out, weakness, headache. Every time in the morning I get up, in few minutes I feel the pain, headache, severe headache pain. I really okay. doesn't go, yeah. So 
and it goes in during the daytime too, and nighttime it happens a lot. And in the, and also my shoulders, my neck. So, what do you think was going on? Okay, so listen to me. Can you take a bowl of salt and put that under your bed? Which one? Can you take a bowl of salt? I did that. I did Are that. You uh, yeah, nothing happened. I did that. I took the salt water bath. I did a lot of things, but it is not helping me. All right. Are you burning candles? Yeah, I did that too. Burn candles, smudging okay, so and all that. I burned the candles. I burned the smudging um, also in the house, the smudge sage. Well, smudging and, doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think smudging works. Okay, so you put salt under your bed. Did you yeah. use Florida water? Yeah, salt water, yeah. Florida water? Did you try yeah. that? Salt okay, water? Okay, so listen to me. Florida water. Flor- Florida water? Yeah. Yeah, Florida water. Florida water. Where, where can I get that? You got to try to get it online. It's called Florida water? Yeah, Florida water. Okay. Or so you can go, go to, to like a supermarket. Yeah. That um, it's an ethnic supermarket that has um, a lot of different cultures: Hispanic, Asian, African, and um, you could get it there as well. We're not talking Safeway or anything like that. It would have to be like a really kind of um, like an international ethnic, market, like you would find it in like market. the Latin yeah. section. So what yeah. what that water does? It cleanses you, basically. Huh? It cleanses. It it cleanses you. Like it does everything that you're saying. You did. It does what sage does and what salt does, but it's different. There's like 13 different herbs and oils in it, and I've tried to make it myself, and it's not the same. Like you have to so, get it already made. There's like so, secret ingredients. So what 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 do you think is going on? Well, I mean, it sounds like there's something trying to, you know, you've got negative energy in the place. I mean, I would wash down yourself with the Florida water and then wash down the wall, too. too. So negative energy? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Do, you th- or do you think it's some, something someone is doing this to me? I mean, what does it matter? If it has a really negative effect, all you need to know is how to get rid of it. Yeah. I wouldn't be worried about who's doing it. I'd be worried about stopping it first, then you can worry about who's doing it. Okay. So, yeah, that's okay. true. That's my question. And it's really continuously, and then I feel drain, drain, and my nervous system is also affected with this. Because I mean, just keep doing those other things that you said you were doing. Like, I would slam the doors. That's a big thing. I would put mirrors in your windows so nothing can get in there at you. Mirrors in the window? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like facing out. Uh huh. Yeah, facing out of the street. Uh huh. So that do you think that will help? Yeah, you do all oh, yeah. that. Oh yeah. I mean, so if how it doesn't that, help. How, it sounds like you how, need a bigger cleansing. You know, like some things is really big. You know. How does the mirror help in the night time? How does the day gonna reflect the light? It'll reflect the, the moonlight. In the daytime, I can understand, but in the night, what are they going to do? They'll reflect the moonlight, the moon, the moon. Mm-hmm. 
But moon rises. Yes. Some, sometimes the moon doesn't yes. come here. It's right. Well, don't just, just leave it there anyway. Uh-huh. It'll reflect anybody who's looking in. It'll reflect anybody who's looking in, like, just with their mind, you know? Uh-huh. So... So someone is some something is some negative thing is dragging me. That's what it sounds like, but I can't I can't really tell you unless you're in front of me. Like, uh huh. It's hard to tell over the phone. Uh-huh. It's very hard to tell over the phone. Oh, uh, okay. It's not possible at all. So, so you think this is just the water will Florida water will do, or you have the Florida else? water and the mirrors and keep doing the other stuff too. Like sometimes you have to do everything. You know, sometimes when you have bugs in your house. You have to do everything. You have to get, like, the spray and the powder and the, you got to stomp on them. You know, like, I've been yeah. doing some all kinds of garlic and all kinds of things. You know, people told yeah, me yeah, about the psychic psychic vampires and all that. You know, sometimes the people, they can also, they know how to drain people. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, it could be yeah. your place. It could be somebody who's around you. Like I said, I can't tell you. I mean, other people gave you a reading, but I didn't give you a reading. I'm not trying to, you know, give you a reading or anything. I'm just saying. Yeah. I can't tell. It's like if you went to a doctor and you told him what was wrong over the phone, he could guess, but I can't tell you exactly what's wrong. So you know, on the phone you cannot, uh, you cannot get any sense of me? It sounds like you have something negative, but I don't know if it's coming from another person. I don't know if you need just the Florida water or if you need something more. But the Florida water should help you no matter what. Okay, and the something more means what? I don't know. I mean, like, so how do we know that I need something like, more? If the Florida huh? water and the other stuff doesn't work. If the Florida water and the mirrors don't work. You already uh-huh. said you tried sage and salt and that stuff, so that's not working. So if you try yeah, to pour the water in the mirror. I tried crystals. I tried all kinds of things, but that is still happening. I clearly feel it in the nighttime, the the sensation and movement and all that body. You can clearly feel in the night, unmistakably. I thought maybe just the body sensation, who cares? But when you notice that you know, something is really... And you can feel it continuously, the contraction and all that, too much. It sounds like the place you're in. That's what it sounds like to me. Uh-huh. Can you move? Yes. Can you move? Um, I'm, I'm, I cannot move. That's a problem right now. Is Our situation all is like doesn't permit us to go anywhere because of the financial constraints and all that. That's why. Can I, can I add something here? Yes. Um, I also wanted to say that when you do any of these things, now I don't know what your spiritual belief is, but I think Lilith and Janice will agree with me. They're not meant to be um, routines or empty routines. I'm saying this from my perspective. Maybe I shouldn't speak for Lilith and Janice. But you actually have to do it with a lot of authority. When trying to banish a bad spirit, it's not a request. You're not just putting water on the wall. You're saying get the out of my house. This is my time and I right. deserve this. You know, and then call upon whatever God or gods or goddess says that you believe in uh, I, I, to help me. you. Trust me, I and did. To me, that. it's, it's did. not just you just wave the sage around and go, wow, it smells nice in here. And, you know, it's, it's, could you guys, could you guys oh, leave? No. <laughs> I, you really have to be no. authoritative. Don't be afraid really of the backlash. Yeah. 
really have to get your gumption up, so to speak, and really speak with authority and and yell it out if if you need to. But you know, I did that. I called upon all the, the you know religious uh, whatever gods and all that I have, and I called upon it, but nothing helps. Nothing is no. It looks like nobody is listening. As if sometime I wonder whether these things exist or not. But uh, here there is one constant thing is that I can, with certainty, I feel this thing is happening. No angels is coming to, no angels is coming for my help. No blue light, no white light is helping me, and no archangel Michael and all around whatever you call upon all angels and they are mm-hmm. I don't know, they all becomes a mere word to me, mere fiction, wow. imagination. You, but if it's happening to your mind, then it's still the mind is powerful. But the truth is, you could have a physical issue. Perhaps don't rule those out as well. Meaning you might be suffering from low adrenal function. Mm-hmm. I've run into the, that a lot at the. I work at a health food store, mm-hmm. and perhaps look into things like there's a tincture that's great in our store for called Adrenal Aid. I'm not trying to sell you that. <laughs> In fact, I don't yeah. even think you can buy that particular no, one online. I'm not trying to sell you anything, really. That's one. There's many that are like it. I would do, sounds to me like, though it might be because of the adrenals making you tired from under-functioning, it might be putting you into kind of a daze. Maybe that's making you think, hey, maybe this is a spiritual matter, when in fact it might be a physical matter affecting the mind. Right. right. I'm just putting that out there. Because I run into at the store a lot of people suffering adrenal fatigue. And it almost sounds to me like your symptoms are like that. You're just not pumping up enough uh, adrenaline from the adrenals and all that stuff that's connected to thyroid and everything to produce enough energy for for what you want. And being in that tired half-dream state could maybe be making you think it's something... Spiritual. Right, right, right. But in fact, yeah. yeah, and it could be part of that. You know, it could be this could be a, a multi-level thing. But I said, look into things yeah. that are good for the adrenals. Right, the adrenals. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. That's what that I would do with that, you. I, I don't that, know 100%, and I'm not a, a right. doctor, but I study natural medicine, and I've I've run into people in the my work environment. You know, it's a natural food store. We have enough. Theory and herbal medicine section, and we got some supplements and all that, and, and tinctures, <clears throat> and so I work in that, in you know, kind of in that, that universe. Yeah, so yeah, thinking yeah, maybe this is also part physical. I, that, in, that's very interesting. Yeah, I will definitely look into that. But the thing is, I because your website kind of uh, seems interesting, so I just wanted to share with you. Like, see, in the night time, where it, it happens usually during the night time, certain like three o'clock. 3 o'clock, 3.30, it happens. And, you know, I wake up, all this kind of panic attack kind of things, and my my, my heart is racing, and my feeling panic attack can continuously go on for hours, like one or two hours continuously. And you can feel it, the vibration, and then and pulling continuously. I mean, if it is a body sensation, it will happen. Like, But why did it happen at a certain times? Why they pick like, this thing picks a particular time in the night? Uh, that certain two thirty, and then I cannot go to sleep until five in the morning, and that thing continuously goes on, goes on, goes on. 
and you can feel the fear. You can feel this thing that like a panic attack kind of, and that's on a regular basis. So, what do you think mm. is going on? Like that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. And this thing is not going with all the usual whatever material. I have tried crystal. I have tried salt. I have taken bath several times, and all I have bought big boxes of things from Amazon and all that. And all kinds of, uh, you know, rocks, uh, all kinds of things, whatever you can say. Mm-hmm. But uh, so what I'm yeah. wondering if, I, and I've been, I, I look into the thing. I went to the doctor. In fact, actually got things checked before, but I probably I need to go it again. So yeah, they, they did but all the they did all the blood tests and they did, uh, and it was coming really not much. They were saying you are deficient vitamin D, and then when I came, uh, I. They did the neuropathical thing because my lamps were my my feet were getting numb, so they thought probably probably it's a neuropathy. Maybe they thought it's because of the diabetic. So my sugar level came everything fine, and it was not not really uh, much of a difference. So they can start feel my liver was a little high, sure. but but it was not very uh, very clear indication that. And sure. then they sent to me a neurologic neurological testing, so that they can test my nerves, all the nerves in my feet, everything was fine. And they say, then they, they, he did the test with the electric current. All, sure. I, I sent to a neurological test into lab. So I lay half and 40 minutes, something like that. They did check all the, through the electric. And then they tell me that the nerves measure, everything is fine. That doesn't look very, um, anything is suspicious okay. for now. Okay. So, so the uh, neuro- right now we have a... An yes. interview with Miss Dorsey, and you're kind of taking up her time. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. Okay. So. But we do for calling. I would look into, just to wrap this up. There's two things. I would look into herbs that are good for the adrenals. Uh, nettle is one. I don't know if you live in North America. The second thing I would do is a lot of humans lack trace minerals, maybe a liquid trace mineral. Supplement, of course, the nettle will give you a lot of good tracement. Make a strong infusion of it. Susan Weed would recommend it. But uh, we do kind of have to get back to our guest who's joining us tonight. But okay, call back on another show or you. another night okay. and Very let good. us know Thank your progress. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please do. All right. So look that up. Adrenals and trace minerals, okay? Almost all humans are, are lacking. All right. I'm going to turn my mic off here, ladies. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. That was definitely a call. It was. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, but we have to get back to the interview. Okay. Can I talk about my feet? Sorry. (laughs) What? I said, can I talk about my feet? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Why don't you talk about your feet? Why not? I went with my daughter and I got my toes done in DC actually. It was great. <laughs> oh, great, great, great. Yeah, yeah. Love to hear it. Yes, yes. So, definitely. Um, I'm going to go back to my questions now. Oh, good. You got um, Yeah. <laughs> um, how did you actually get started? Uh, I know in voodoo. And, um, You've been doing this since what, 1991, correct? Yeah, yeah. 
so, yeah, like I said, I started out, like, researching it because I was in school, and then I met Priestess Miriam, which I realized we mentioned, you know, they had a fire at the temple on February 1st, and, and like I said, I just came back from the benefit, and we're still trying to raise money. They did find a new space, however, but if people want to donate, it's BuddhaSpiritualTemple.org, and also there's a GoFundMe page, which you can find by going to you know, go find me and typing into the spiritual temple. <laughs> yes. So, yes. so I, I got I started with her. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. No, so I got started with her back then, you know, like I said, probably around 92, 93. Yeah, I mean, my daughter was two and a half, so yeah, that would have been uh, early 93, I think. And okay. um, I've been with her ever since. My Haitian Vodou priestess, who I mentioned before, Bonnie Devlin, I met her when I was living in Rhode Island, when she coincidentally ended up being my UU minister at the church where I was teaching uh, African spirituality and things like that. So that was a lot of fun. And okay. my, my Lakumi priestess, uh, I met because we were actually doing events together, pagan events. And I knew her for years before she actually even was a Santo priestess. So um, it was sort of natural once that was her course that I ended up over there with her, you know. And it's rare, I will say this, it's rare for somebody to practice all three, and it is difficult, you know. Um, I do keep them very separate, but it's very unusual. It's not something I'd say, oh, well, go out and do a bunch of different, because there are a lot of different rules and there are different things, and they do have to be kept very separate. Yes, yes. Because I was going to ask you uh, about, you know, knowing all three and doing all three, because they are all different paths. They are, you know. I mean, like I said, they have to be separate. It's funny, like uh, where my warriors are, uh, my Lukumi warriors, you get a set of Elagua and Ogun and Ochozi going to cauldron. So it's, you know, fairly substantial. Uh, So it's in the corner of my altar room, but it's covered with, you know, white fabric and and scarves and things like that. And one of my little friends, five years old, came over and he said, is this your secret place? This is good. It's very secret. (laughs) (laughs) That's the effect it's supposed to have. It's supposed to look very secret to anybody from like five to 55, you know, like this is just, you know, a secret thing. So it does have to be kept separate and then the offerings are separate and it's just, you know, it's not like I'm setting up altars or shrines next to each other. I would never do that kind of thing. They all have their own separate space. And there's obviously things I do more frequently than others. Obviously I mentioned I've just, you know, I've been to New Orleans twice this year since uh, she had the fire down there. So I do do a lot of stuff with them and I have my own house here in New York which is more of a, you know, eclectic New Orleans-style voodoo where we do different things. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we keep pretty busy. Yes, yes. Yes. So. Yeah. But, yeah, so I've been doing that. it for a long time. It just sort of grew It just sort of grew out of it. Like, you know, I mean, I'm in an interview, so I'll say the real things. So, um, you know, when my daughter died, it was very difficult and you know, obviously I fell back on all my different traditions, but there was a certain legal ceremony that I needed done, and it was an Ochosi ceremony in Santo, and I had to have this done. So it was like it was natural for me to continue with the tradition because this particular legal situation had to be taken care of, you know. So 
that's really, you know, and, and that's usually the story that you hear from most people. There's a situation where something is very extreme, you know, so they have to go down a certain path. Oh, yes. Definitely. Definitely. So I have some more questions. Um, I know that okay. there's a little bit of a, what? I said, okay. Did you say something? <laughs> oh, okay. I know there's a little bit of voodoo, which, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, uh, is like the Hollywood smoke and mirrors, you know, the the dolls and, you know, zombies and, and that sort of thing, differs from what is considered Haitian Vudan or Vudan from Benin or um, Marawada, uh, which is Mother of the Waters um, in Vudan. So what's the difference between Voodoo versus Vudan? Oh, there's a lot of difference. Yeah. Um, I mean, in a lot of what who, who's worshipped, you know. I mean, the Loa differ from house to house, basically, you know, and everybody is, it's like, I mean, we're talking about Nascu Bar, and I think that part of the, the what he started was more of a unification of the practices that are going on, especially with him being named, you know, supreme leader and things like that. Yeah. But that was still even just really supposed to be, a, you know, a face for the public and, and for publicity and things like that, you know, so, but it's not like you can say, oh, okay, well, this is always worshipped over here and this is always worshipped over here because there's definitely house loa and traditions that people carry on within their lines specific to them, so there's that. There's things that are very different, you know, from New Orleans voodoo than from, and, and even within New Orleans, there's people that are practicing, like, you know, I saw today that it was Mama Lola's birthday. You know, Mama Lola's a Haitian mambo who's actually here in New York City, but Brandy Kelly is down there, and her house is from that line. So they're influenced from that particular line. You know, Priestess Miriam and her husband Ashwan, who was a Belizean Ovea man, you know, they come from a different tradition, so that's, you know, basically something different. So there's a lot of things that are even going on there that vary greatly in the tradition, you know, from place to place, from experience to experience. So that's very different. Um, I mean, and like I said, it depends on exactly what house you're talking to. But some things, I mean, they're much more, in Haitian voodoo, they're much more centered, I believe, on, you know, the songs, the dances, the, you know, prayers. There's much more. I want to say dedication. The rituals, the level of the dedication, yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, the different birthdays, the, the gede, a lot of different things. It's, uh, yes. But it is more centered, I think, on the music as well as the uh, dances and the whatnot. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Because, you know, everybody has also has, a, like, a different notion um, about as I say, voodoo versus voodoo. And right. uh, I know I have been exposed to both of them, and I prefer voodoo, but that's that's basically me. But um, other people would, would take it differently. Differently, sorry. 
Yeah, and I think there's an element in the word voodoo that, for me, always implies, like, reclaiming. You know what I mean? That there was a whole wide range of practices. Like, you look at somebody like Chicken Man or Marie Laveau. You look at people like that, and their practices are very different than what you would see today. And, (coughs) excuse me, we're probably closer to, you know, much more indigenous traditions originally, you know. So, and I think there's definitely a place for that. Oh, I feel that there's definitely a place for that as well. Yeah. Definitely. So we're going to take a really, really short break, like uh, like two minutes. I'm going to put on a song. Uh, A little Tuafadia. It's a very long song. It's like nine minutes, but I'm not going to need nine minutes. So I'm going to put that on right now. All right.
I'm back. Melissa, are you there? Hey, all right. All right. Um, I have some, a couple more questions. I know that we have about, maybe about 12 minutes left or so. Um, wow! I, was pre- I can't believe we didn't get through eight minutes. I mean, eight questions. <laughs> uh, how is Priestess Miriam doing right now? She's doing good. When I saw her a couple of weeks ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're moving the stuff over from the old place to the new place. So, but we're very happy to have a new space. And uh, I posted the pictures today. There were three black kisses on the window. I thought that was great. <laughs> Cool. And it's cool. just a little bit further down the road. It was, she used to be 828 North Rampart, and now she's going to be 1428 Rampart, which is on the corner of uh, SNA. So that is very nice, you know. So oh, that'll be so, good. Yeah, it's just down the road. Good. Very good. Yeah, yeah. It works out really well. So it'll be good. It'll be good. So, But there's a lot to do. You know, and like I said, she's still fundraising. It was a, she was asking me what it was. It was a burnt wire. So um, she had some Christmas lights plugged in. So that's what the fire was. So, yeah, I was there cleaning during Mardi Gras. And, no, she's in very good spirits. You know, we were getting everything out and cleaning everything and preserving everything and getting it ready for the move. You know, moving altars is not like moving that normal thing. <laughs> oh no, definitely not. Definitely not. No. You would have to like clean up everything and this, you know, doesn't want to go north, south, east, west, up, down, sideways. Does it like this other thing you're gonna put it in the box with? You know? <laughs> oh yeah, so you know. This one doesn't want to go in the box with the other one and oh yeah. They get attached okay, to the house yeah. like the like the human gets attached to the house. And she was there for over two decades, so there's a lot of stuff, you know. So, but mm. she's doing great. She's doing great. And the, the benefit was amazing. I I shot some video, which I'm slowly working on editing, but uh, the benefit was just fantastic. The drummers, I know a lot of people are familiar with uh, Uchi and the Dragon Ritual drummers. Uchi was there, and Priest Lou Martinet, he was there drumming, and... Uh, Bruce Sunpie Barnes was there. A lot of people know him. He played with Paul Simon. Um, he's an amazing person. So it was just fantastic. And some of the other temple drums. It was really just a beautiful thing. It was at the Hotel Storyville. They were wonderful. It was just like such a blessed time all around. It really was. So you're going to put it on Facebook for people to, to um, look they at it? They should check or my YouTube or... channel. My YouTube channel is Will Dorsey. They should check that because it will be there. I'll put it on Facebook too, but in case people can't find it there. <laughs> <laughs> you can find it on YouTube with the rest of my videos. I just mentioned uh, Sun Pie when I was there in February. He does Skull and Bones which is an amazing tradition. They dress like skeleton makeup, skeleton costume, top hats, you know, <laughs> and they wake mm-hmm. up children at dawn on Mardi Gras, and they tell them to stay in school and listen to their parents and don't steal candy and uh, things like that. It's fantastic. They've been doing it. I mean, it's a hundreds-year-old tradition. Um, this has been doing it for 
I believe, uh, don't get me wrong, but I think like the past five or six years he's been doing it. It's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. They sing. It's amazing. So great, great. I can't wait too. to see it. Yes, it's on YouTube already. You can see it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have the WWE or just put down um, your name Bill and benefit? YouTube.com, Bill of Dorsey. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was amazing. So, yeah. And trying to do more of that. Busy, busy, busy. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. Miriam's doing well. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. And your books. Let's talk about your cookbook. I have tried the shrimp which I love, love, love. And I know I have the one with um, the Oya spinach salad. So, oh, um, I like that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So let's talk about your motivation for that particular cookbook. Well, I was always a foodie. I grew up with my grandmother, who was a foodie, and my daughter. She works for uh, Michelle Ballou. She's a Michelin star chef, so... Uh, she manages a restaurant in D.C. TVGB, shout out for my daughter. <laughs> so, <laughs> but for me, I just love food. Like, there's such a passion for food. And to me, spirit and food go hand in hand. You know, and good food is, you know, paramount. So, you know, like, <laughs> if you're cooking for yourself, if you're cooking for the spirit, that has to be delicious. So I have some high standards going on. But I was raised like that. You know, it's funny. I mm-hmm. made fun of my sister because when we were little, my grandmother told her to wash her hands. If she didn't wash her hands, she got thrown out of the kitchen. So my sister can't make anything. She's an amazing bartender, but she cannot, like, maybe she could make, like, a pie or a banana bread. That's it. So it's so funny to me that we both grew up in the same house with my grandmother, but she really, like, did not learn everything that I did. So. <laughs> So I'm definitely a cooking person. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's really good. I know when I left my parents' house, I didn't cook anything, and now I'm cooking up a storm, um, which is good because my uh, fiancé also cooks up a storm, too. I like cooking. Nice. It's really good. Yes. No, cooking is amazing. Priestess Miriam was making fun of me because one of the places we looked at didn't have a stove. And so we were looking, and then one of the places was a cooking school, and then I was excited about that. And then this one, she's like, look, well, they have a stove. It's like, yay. <laughs> so, yes, there's a kitchen area in this one. Oh, yes. That oh, yes. has a kitchen. So your motivation well, for doing the cookbook was uh, cooking in general? Or, yeah, I wanted to have um, ritual recipes that people could do at home, you know, for a feast day that they could make or for something that they could just, like, partake in. Because a lot of my customers are not necessarily connected to a community where they're going every weekend or every month and, and you know, sharing these dishes, although they could certainly be shared, you know. But um, a lot of them are used for offering. It's funny, I did a feast once where... You know, I made all the Oshun dishes, and then a bunch of crowned heads of Oshun came, and they couldn't eat anything because there was all their taboo food. But um, mm-hmm. they are suitable for people who aren't having them for taboo foods, and they're definitely suitable for offering. 
So I wanted to have, yeah, something that people could just make on their own to connect. Like a lot of the New Orleans recipes in there, you know, are inspired by some of the rituals that we've done and things like that. But again, it's certainly people could make them in their own home and just have a good time with it. Oh, yes. Which would be a very cool thing. Because, um, like I said, I've done the shrimp, and I love shrimp. I could I could possibly eat it every day until I get sick of it. And um, the spinach salad I love, too. So I was just wondering about um, your your basic cookbook, and is it going to be a, a part two come to, with it? Like you're going to make another value? I like value? idea. Well, I will say this. I, uh, I have a book coming out with Wiser, and it'll probably be coming out around Christmas time, and it's going to be a book about love spells, so people should look for that. But actually there's going to be a lot of recipes in it. I wanted to have a cookbook, and they didn't want me to have a cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So what I have is a spell book that has a lot of recipes in it, well, as a lot of spells. More spells than recipes, but a fair amount of those. So that would be a big deal. People come up for that. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely more recipes always coming out on the blog. I just published another recipe for yakaman or yakamit, as Big Frida calls it, which is a more on tradition for hangover. Sure, some instantly. Uh-huh. Very good. And also I wanted to talk briefly um, about Pathos. Pathos, you have um, Pathos, yeah. a blog that Pathos, I get yeah. every week or a couple times a week, actually. Yeah, yeah. My blog is called Voodoo Universe. It's the truth about voodoo is out there. And basically we cover, like I said, all things. I have a lot of recipes on the blog because I like to cook and I like to share different traditional recipes and things like that. And there's also, there's everything on that blog. I, I've been mentioning some of my films. There's a lot of things. I do a lot of sci-fi stuff, so there's a lot of that on the blog. Um, but then there's also straight-up regular voodoo stuff, like how do people worship this particular loa or how do people connect with this particular orisha or what's baby drawing or how do I choose my godparents? You know, simple questions like that are there. And they can find that on patheos.com, Voodoo Universe. Very good, very good. So I'm going to have a really small break. Um, can you stick around for maybe 20 more minutes or so? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. So I'm going to put on uh, this one. This is also Tuafadia called uh, Bagabi. Bagabi, I hope I'm saying that right. So... This is uh, Reflections and Rhythms, and my special guest is Lilith Dorsey. So I'm going to be right back.
come back. So, and like I said, that was uh, Balbi, B-A-G-A-B-I, from Tawasadia. So, Lilith, come back. All right. All right. All right. So, we're going to do a couple minutes more, um, like 10, 15. So, um, so we can chat more uh, about uh, voodoo and voodoo and Santeria and you and and all the stuff in between. Sounds good. So, um, oh shoes! I used to get it um, through the mail for a couple of years, and it just stopped. And I think way back when I did get it, I. We had a little bit of a email type of uh, conference, and that was before I had this big push in radio, which I love radio. I'm very fond of it. So um, I could still get my point across. Um, but I'm also wondering about Oshun. Are you still basically doing that? No, we haven't done the newsletter in ages. So now okay. there's no more newsletter, unfortunately. Yeah. True. Sad but true. It was fun. It was good. Oh, but yeah. now I don't have to make plans to do any of that. Now has the um the Voodoo Universe actually take um replace um Oshun or was that did in the water for a while? No, I would say I mean the blog's been up and running for, I think, three years now. So that's a long time. It's a lot of writing. But there's got to be over 300 posts there, so that's that's quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's interviews on there like I used to have. I mean, some of the things, the newsletter, oh, we had that amazing reviewer, John Gray, who actually was the curator of the Black Art Database. And then last time I saw him, he had a fellowship at the Schomburg. He was an amazing person. And, uh, no, he's not writing for me anymore. I wish he did. If you're out there, John Gray. That would be great. <laughs> I'd love to have that going on again. But, no, the other stuff that we used to cover in the newsletter, the recipes, the cells, all of that's in Voodoo Universe, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Because I would think uh, that that was, it was pretty, in my opinion, since I, I've seen both of them now, that uh, the beautiful the voodoo universe is sort of um, an, extension, an extension of Oshun. Yeah, yeah, we do. We cover much of the same things, I think, now that you mention it. I never thought about it that way either. I'm sorry. I just said it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, if somebody was interested in Voodoo, um, are you looking for students at this particular time? Well, yeah, we have open things here at my house. Like I said, I have a voodoo house, you know, a couple of times a year. Um, I do take students if somebody wants to, usually the first level of initiation or, you know, something that people undergo would be a head washing. You know, it's not really promising yourself for life or anything like that. It's more like a baptism into the tradition so you can sort of be welcomed by the energy. So that's the first thing that people would arrange to have done. But usually people come over first and just meet everybody and see if they would get along with us and stuff like that. It's always an eclectic group. We just had an open thing back in February 
and uh, it was very entertaining, you know. It was like uh, four or five of my godkids, and then, you know, one guy got my card on the subway. So he came over. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he was great. He was I love that. He had a great time. Yeah, I like yeah. that. It's like, oh, I picked up your card on the subway. Okay. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, because, you know, you ask people, how'd you find me, you know? So he was like, yeah, I saw your card. I fell asleep, and I woke up, and I saw your card on the subway, and I always wanted to know more about Voodoo. No, he was really genuine. I'm not making fun of him. I thought it was great. You know, and then he went out, and he bought all these flowers for the ritual too. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was really nice. And, you know, my aunt was here, like, so that was cool. So, you know, it was interesting. It was interesting. So we had a good time. But, you know, you yeah, don't know what's going to happen. We had one open thing. Somebody fell over and, like, smashed their head on the floor and almost passed out. They were sitting on the floor. <laughs> I don't... What? She was they were sitting, sitting on, on the floor, floor and they passed out on the floor? Yeah. She had too much to drink and she, like, fell forward from a sitting position on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and passed out on oh, the floor man. and had to throw her out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm oh, gonna yeah. see. The next thing I want to work on is my autobiography, and that'll be in there, and then I'll tell everybody who it was. But I can't now because I have to be good. But you know, whatever. Well, I'm definitely <laughs> putting the Cinderella part on, on mine whenever I write mine. I'm definitely putting that in there because you know, like That's I said, she still part. calls me Cinderella, so, so I'm gonna definitely put that in there. I like that. <laughs> yes. And also, um, recently you have a new um, video project with Bernadette, I believe. Her name is Bernadette. No, I have a video project with Sable Aradia. Oh, okay. It's called I knew it was Witchcraft something. and Voodoo. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. No, it's great. We've been doing talks about witchcraft and voodoo and how our various traditions, you know, Wicca and my various three traditions, which makes it a little complicated, but <laughs> how those things manifest like we did one on initiation and uh, we're going to do one this upcoming week on test so you know people connect with us on Google Plus Philip Dorsey or Sable Aradia they can see the announcements for the show it's live they can send us questions and stuff like that so it's a lot of fun cool and then I saw the um, one that you did about initiation and I thought that was really really nice so and you'll probably get more yeah, people from, from those videos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see where it goes. But there's there's always been a lot of questions I wanted to ask. So it's nice to be able to ask with a priestess these questions. And I think she's had a lot of questions about, you know, who is so, you know, that we can meet on that. And this one about this week about sex, that should be interesting. I'm, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm a little nervous, but we'll see how it goes. It's about sex? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what I thought you said. Okay. Cool. And that should be definitely different. Yeah. 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 So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Oh yes. You gotta <laughs> let me know about that. <laughs> I know. What is it gonna be Monday? Yeah, Monday. I think. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So we have uh, probably about four more minutes before we say goodbye. Uh, I wanted to uh, talk about if you wanted to plug anything. Um, I know you've been plugging all night, but still, 
Uh, it doesn't hurt to plug some more. No, that's very nice. Thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> Uh, well, you mentioned the cookbook. People can find that on Amazon, or if they want to go to my Etsy store, which they can type in Little Dorsey, or the store is called De-Stress Dreams, they can get a paper copy of the cookbook there. I'll sign it. Somebody called me up. Okay, so you said you said I can go on here, and we got to admit everything. And somebody, I was on a show. He was a wonderful man. It was a fantastic show. Um, you know, it was a student, African-American student group on the West Coast. It was great. So, but then he calls me up. He ordered the book. He calls me up. He sends me a paragraph that he wants me to write in the inside of the thing to my dearest <laughs> little Dorothy. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I did it, but I just thought that was a little, I like no one's ever asked me, like sent me a whole paragraph of stuff to write in the front of the cookbook. So if someone orders it, I will sign it for them. I don't know if I'll be able to sign a full paragraph if everybody relates okay. that. <laughs> I just thought it was great that he like he had a whole set of things that he wanted me to say about him in the cookbook. Like, right on. You know, you thought this out. This is good. You're writing a little script for me. Okay. I can handle that. Yeah, yeah. It was hard to fit it on okay. the first page, but, yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Very good. What's it? Uh, what's it? Tehran, Tehran something. It's um. You have a co-writer on your cookbook, or am I oh, uh, taking this? Oh, he's in the he's in the commercial where he says there's no fried chicken in there. <laughs> we did a commercial for it, and we put that on YouTube. So that's my uh-huh. godson. He does a lot of guest writing on my blog. He didn't co-write the cookbook, but he's he's done a lot of guest writing on the blog. Which is nice because, you know, he's a young person and I'd like to think I'm young at heart. They did tell me my audience is teenage girls, so I'm all right with that. But it's nice to be able to have a young perspective on the blog. Sometimes I think I I get old and weathered. So um, it's nice to have them right there. Yes, the youthful perspective. It's not jaded and, you know, crabby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so what else am I plugging? Like I said, oh, what am I plugging? Instagram. I know, that's my thing this week. Like, I, I do sound like an old woman. Oh, yes, I have been Instagram. No, you sound on fine. There. Go on there. <laughs> you sound fine. So, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing this week. I'm trying to get okay. a lot of these. Because I did take a lot of photographs and things like that um, of the Temple Benefit that look really wonderful because we had an art auction. And I mentioned we had the concert, and there was a feast, and it was just in this amazingly beautiful hotel. So I really want to share some. The baby dolls were there. Anybody who knows anything about them? Baby dolls. So, Never heard of them. Oh, well, I, I'm not going to, you know, purport to tell you the history of the baby dolls. People can look it up, but they dress <laughs> up in extreme clothes. No, I'll look them up. I'll look them up. So, no, you don't have to like tell me. Parasols and lime green, like tutus and chiffon and shiny boots. Like, it was great. And they danced and danced. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful thing. So, uh, well, yeah. I just a little bit about um, baby punk. I think it was baby punk that I saw on TV. Uh, little Asian girls and and tutus and shorts and it was bizarre. It was the most bizarre That's thing I've strange. seen. Long... It was. It was just like, hmm, okay. 
So I saw a bunch of that one. Even the I Love Lucy Museum. Have you ever been to the I Love Lucy Museum? The I Love Lucy Museum. No, I haven't. You have to go there. But I was there when a bunch of like teenage Asian pageant winners had won a trip there. That was Uh so great. They loved Lucy so much. It was fantastic. But yeah, we went to her grave. We did a whole fantastic business ritual at Lucy's grave. It was great. It was great. I love going mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was very nice. Oh, yeah, there's a plug. I'll plug my, I did a thing about Babalu Ia and Ricky Ricardo, you know, because a lot of people don't know that Babalu Ia is a Cuban. Um, oh, so, yeah, yeah. So I did a whole little that's, movie about that when we went up there. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So people can watch that. Yes, yes. Yeah, so thank you so fun. much for having me on. This is so great. Oh, yeah. This is this has been great, and it was longer than our first show, which was, I think, only an hour. So and it's good to have you back, because I was like, oh, i got to get her back on the show. No, it's um, great. This is wonderful. Oh, yes. And actually, you, you make me feel better, because uh, I, I was having a mood, if you know what I mean. So... Oh, I was That's having right. a mood, too. <laughs> I was. Must be something in the air, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um, as the clock rolls down, I want to uh, thank you for, like I said, coming on and spending uh, some time with me and uh, with my oh. audience. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure to be on. Always a joy. And I love that, like, you were there for the newsletter at the beginning. <laughs> oh, yes. So oh, yes. Now. It's great. It's great. So, and, I, and I'm still here, you know. I got the, uh, uh, the Voodoo Universe coming to my email address. And, you know, I could talk to you on Facebook. I yeah. do want to get a reading sometime, but not right now. But I do want to get a reading, okay. so that'd be a really cool thing. So, right on. Well, that's have... in the Etsy store too. <laughs> oh, excuse me, what you say? I said that's in the Etsy store too. People can book me for a reading through there. Oh yes, oh yes, cool. So this has been Reflections and Rhythms, and my special guest was Lilith Dorsey. And I'll be back probably in a couple weeks uh, with another great woman to talk about herself and her spirituality. And eventually we're going to have a focus group and have men come in. So I hope that you can come and do that as well. Yes, that would be great. Yes. All right. So you have a wonderful evening, uh, Lilith. All right. And uh, yeah, everybody you listening, Thank you. you have a wonderful evening, too. Bye-bye.
forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Hello, everyone. This is Daniel Michael, founder and co-creator of the Main Street Universe Radio Network. And if you stay tuned for just about seven or so more minutes, you will hear Green Magic, Green Medicine with your host, Miss Susan Weed. She will be calling in. And this is a song by Kellyanna called Mother Love Me. Mother, help me. Mother, heal me. Please release me from all things worldly that do not serve me. Mother, love me. Mother, help me. Mother, heal me. Please release me from all things worldly that do not serve me. Mother, love me. When these songs I feel Chains that bind 
Archaeology, Forgotten History, Divination, Magic, Cryptozoology, UFOs, Nature, Science, and Spirit. 
All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. All right, everyone, and welcome to Wise Woman Night, as we just had Janice R. White and Voodoo Priestess uh, Lilith Dorsey on with a little interview. And now we're, of course, going to our normal Tuesday show, which is Green Magic, Green Medicine, with your host, Susan Weed. And we will be right back. Blessed are we in the awakening dawn. Blessed are we in the morning. Blessed are we in the light of the day as we enjoy the afternoon. Blessed are we as the twilight descends and the magic of dusk is upon us, and blessed are we in the dark of the night, as we slip into dreams that are calling, blessed are we in the awakening dawn, blessed are back to another episode of Green Magic, Green Medicine with your host Susan Weed. I'm Daniel Michael, founder and co-creator of the Main Street Universe Radio Network. I see that Susan is in the queue, so I'm going to go ahead and put her on. Welcome, Susan. Hi. How are you doing tonight? I am doing very well. Would it be horrible, disruptive, if I said I am too cold to do the show tonight? Too cold? I'm too cold. I'm sitting outside with the five new apprentices, and it's windy, oh. and we're just too cold. And I want to beg off tonight, unless you say you simply can't do that, in which case we will figure out a way to do it. No, that's fine. I understand. That's what <laughs> I thought. We've been on the air I mean, for... An hour I mean, and a half that we had another interview earlier. Normally that doesn't happen on Tuesday, but it was just a special. Exactly. I thought, oh, good. He had something already. Ha ha. So, so my absence won't be such a big absence. I can hear the outside. We're outside. We are. Yes, it's true. I can hear it. Yes. Okay. You hear the peepers, right? Yeah, I hear. Yeah, I hear crickets or locusts or something back there. Where are no, you? Peepers, <laughs> the frogs. 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 (laughs) Thousands and thousands of frogs going, choose me, choose me, choose me, choose me, choose me, choose me. We've all been there. (laughs) Two o'clock in the morning. We've all been there, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I kind of had the feeling that it would not be horrible if I asked to Mm. have this evening off and to talk with you again next Tuesday. No problem. Wonderful. Green blessings to everybody. Enjoy your evening off. All right. Green green blessings and thank you, Susan. And we'll just do the plug and then a song. And we will be out, folks. Thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight on Main Street Universe. We will be back again 
next Tuesday and, of course, the other shows in the week. Thank you all. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network.